You're listening to episode 10 of the Raise Your Hand Motherhood Podcast. Welcome to the Raise Your Hand Motherhood Podcast, a place where you just might find or hear a tiny piece of your motherhood reality. I'm your host, Raylan Minka, an educator, writer, and emotionally frazzled toddler mom. If you've ever felt lonely in your motherhood journey or asked yourself, am I the only one experiencing this? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each episode focuses on a different but common motherhood struggle where we discuss the ups, the downs, and the WTFs with moms from all around the world. So whether you're stroller pushing and podcasting yourself around the neighborhood, waiting at the doctor's office for your next fertility treatment, or listening with a well-deserved glass of wine at the end of another full day of motherhood, welcome. I hope you can relate to some of what you hear in today's episode and get ready to raise your hand if you do. Hey, mamas, and welcome to episode 10 of the Raise Your Hand Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Raylan Minka, and today we're talking about the importance of motherhood community, or in other words, how to find your people. This one's really important to me because it's something I've struggled the most with since becoming a mom. If somebody were to write a one-step manual on surviving motherhood, then this would be the step. In this episode, you're going to hear from a variety of moms around the world who share what motherhood community looks like to them. They'll talk about who their go-to support people are, or were, where they found them, and we'll discuss how being part of a community can help you navigate all the different stages of motherhood. Later in the episode, I'm going to highlight some women and groups who are dedicating themselves to building community for mothers, through social media, through podcasts like this one, and through other online communities. Before we dive right into it, I'm going to share a little bit more about the backstory of the podcast and my motivation to create it. You can consider this 10th episode a mix between a think tank for moms and a thank you for listening and for choosing to be a part of this motherhood community. All right, episode 10, here we go. For those of you who've been following along since the launch of the podcast, allow me a quick minute to reintroduce myself and talk a little bit more about the origin story of the podcast. So I'm Ray. I'm a Canadian educator, writer, and toddler mom to a little boy. I've been an international expat and a teacher for much of the last decade, and I currently live abroad in Europe with my German hubby and my son. I got pregnant right before the pandemic started back in 2020 and navigated that journey mostly alone, with the exception of my partner, video chats with friends and family, and a pretty kick-ass birth doula. You can go back to episode one for more on that. My partner and I were living in Vancouver, Canada when I was pregnant, and the whole world was in lockdown mode by the time our son was born, which meant, as you can guess, no family visits, no play dates, no baby mama groups. To any listeners out there who were also navigating parenthood, especially new parenthood in the early days of the pandemic, I see you. It was not an easy time to be a new mom. We made it work, and we did the best that we could, but not having a physical tangible, reliable support system around to help me through the more difficult moments of early motherhood was definitely hard. I realized that having a community of moms around me was just an expectation that I had always had if I were to ever get pregnant. And motherhood, as it turns out, can be a pretty lonely gig at times. I wasn't prepared for it, for the loneliness. I've spoken about this before on the podcast. I wasn't prepared for the unrelenting responsibility and reality of looking after a newborn and raising a child without the support of other moms around me. 
to help me, to commiserate with me at times, and to tell me, don't worry, it's not just you, Ray, you're not alone, and it's going to be okay. Five months after my son was born, my husband and I made the decision to pack up an apartment, a baby, and a life that we had just started in Vancouver, and move back overseas to Europe to be closer to family in the middle of the pandemic. Geographically, we were closer to support, but the challenge of finding and building a motherhood community abroad was very real. To name just a few of the roadblocks that I faced when we moved back to Germany, let's see, I had anxiety around meeting and communicating with other moms in German, my still very patchy second language. There was the reality of being nap-trapped at different times from the moms I did know here. Moms, if you know, you know. There were struggles navigating daycare illnesses and many cancelled playdates with moms of older kids. And there were still ongoing concerns about COVID. So yeah, there was a lot getting in the way of finding and making meaningful connections with other moms. So when my son was about a year and a half old, I decided to address the issue head on. I knew what my issues were, and I wanted to find out what was holding other moms back, find out what struggles they were experiencing, and see if I could take a stab at finding or building community in another way. And that's where the idea for this podcast was born. I wanted to create something that helps other mamas around the world lose the sense of loneliness and gain a new community. And I figured, if we can't sit across the table from each other and chat about the realities and challenges of motherhood, I can at least hang out with you here, in your ear, on your own time. And that is the beauty of podcasting, my friends. Well, that and the fact that I get to invite other helpful, inspiring moms and creators to share their stories, their experiences, and their tools for motherhood with us. My goal with every episode is to try and help normalize all parts of the motherhood experience and to be supportive of every mom, wherever they are in their motherhood journeys. No judgment, no criticism, and to be honest, no idea myself most of the time. Just a community and a place to tune in a few times a month to help you feel like you're not doing this motherhood thing alone. So enough about that. I'll be right back with some real moms from around the world sharing what motherhood community looks like to them. Don't go anywhere. Now, any mother could tell you that you can't be mom friends with just anybody. You need to find your people, your tribe, the moms who get you and don't judge the decisions you make or the actions you take. The moms who raised their hands for today's episode are going to share a bit about their own motherhood stories, including how and where they found their people and their communities. They come from a lot of different backgrounds and situations, so have a listen and take some mental notes. You might just get some ideas of your own. What does motherhood, community, and support look like for me? I think that after thinking about it, it's probably the community and the country that I live in. I think it's important Personally, I want to live somewhere that reflects my own values, and Sweden does that for me. I think that it allows for families to be families without breaking the bank, and and to you know families can look however they want to here, without you know prejudice. And we we have the choices that unfortunately some other countries do not have right now, which makes me really sad. I, I love living here and I think it's a fantastic place to raise a family and, and to see, you know, all the possibilities for your child's future can be. So I think I hit the geographical lottery living here, which is fantastic. My go-to people, um, definitely Jonas, my partner. He is my go-to brainstormer. Uh, I think that 
Thankfully, it's only gotten stronger over the years. So I really rely on him for everything. He makes my life very easy, I must say. I'm very thankful for that. My parents, definitely. My mom and dad have Lena right now in Canada. She's there for a month. I'm eternally grateful for that because it just allows for everyone to take a breath. It's uh, it's so important for them to have a quality time when we live an ocean apart. So I think the the last group of people, which is ever evolving, but my friend group is so important because, you know, they remind me sometimes that I'm a human being and that I can have a good time. I still know how to have a good time. My name is Tanya from Tanya Marie Coaching. I'm a life coach for working mums who struggle to make time for themselves and want to be more than mummers. When I was a new mum, motherhood and community and support were really difficult for me to find. I tried mothers groups and play groups, but I found that very clicky and a hard group to break into. My go-to people at that point were my mother-in-law and my mother, but that wasn't always ideal for me. And so for the most part, I did motherhood and believed that I should do motherhood on my own. Now that my boys are older and I have a daughter who's 12, the people that I go to are mums in the same situation to share experiences, act as sounding boards for each other and provide each other with that emotional support to reassure ourselves that we're doing the right thing, which is the best that we can possibly do. I would highly recommend all mums to build that community and support network for themselves as soon as they possibly can and have arrangements where you get together with your kids and you play and unwind and talk and support each other. And I would go so far as to say, you know, have babysitting clubs amongst your friends where a couple of you get together and look after your children plus a few other mums' children so that they can have that break. And then in turn, they look after your kids so that you can have that break. Having that time away, that time for yourself is vitally important. And I would really encourage mums to do that, to find their community, to build that network of support for themselves. Hi, my name's Athens Pellegrino, and I am a mother of three children. My son Atticus is three, my daughter Calista is two, and my daughter Ella is about two and a half months old. I am a military spouse of 12 years, and I also work for the Air Force as a civilian budget analyst. Um, I recently was recognized by Armed Forces Insurance as MacDill Air Force Base Military Spouse of the Year, and recently I began writing children's books the Military Child Chronicles, and I have two of them out right now. And I think for a military spouse, motherhood can definitely be challenging. We often move every two to four years to a new location, and sometimes you might not know anyone at that location. So you're wondering, who do I go to to lean in on? Who do I go to for support? Um, for me personally, in my journey, I luckily have a few good girlfriends. We live all over, actually, some even in different countries. And we just make a point to connect, whether it's through text message or just even through Facebook, to stay engaged in one another's lives. Also, um, I take to social media, especially Facebook pages in the area of which I'm going to be living in. 
And I've met a few friends that way, just through messaging with same common interests and everything. And from there, the friendships developed. Um, I highly recommend uh, that you think outside of your box. Um, social media definitely helps with the motherhood journey and reaching out to people who are in the same boat as you. They weren't lying when they said it takes a village to raise a baby. I found it particularly hard to find my village of people as I was someone who was an expat and returned home during COVID and I lost some of my biggest supporters. Finding the mums you gel with can be quite tricky. It's hard to find mums who aren't quick to judge between do you use cloth nappies, are you a breastfeeder, formula fed, normal nappies, co-sleeper, sleeping in a cot, everything you'll find that everybody that every mum has an opinion so to find mums that understand or support you is really hard what works for one baby doesn't work for another I was really lucky enough to be set up into a mother's group through the council I was very hesitant to go however it's ended up turning out to be the most amazing group of women I've ever met they're very supportive and they've been a godsend it's really helped. We've, we have a Snapchat. We send 2 a.m. Snapchats to each other to keep each other company. We discuss poo colors, poo explosions, and how our nipples are feeling. They've become my go-to and really get me through everything. I've also met another good friend through an app called the Peanut app. This was an app for pregnant women, kind of like Tinder, and you swipe right on your matches. We swiped right on each other and we've become each other's go-to or village. I cannot imagine my motherhood journey without this person. We've gone through our whole pregnancy together. I even supported her during labour while she was doing labouring and she was in the shower texting me. And now we are raising our daughters together. So that's what a village looks like to me. Hi, I'm Sarah Dixon. I'm an artist and a coach living in Gloucestershire. I live here in the Cotswolds with my husband and eight-year-old daughter. She was born here in Stroud. Uh, I was just turning 40, so there was a real moment of, um, am I going to have a baby in my 30s or my 40s? And it turned out just after I turned 40. So when my baby was born, I had always had an aspiration to be an artist and I'd always practiced some art and I was working away slowly alongside my graphic design business. And I thought, when I have a baby, there's no way I'll be able to do this art thing anymore. And what happened was when I had a baby, I realized it was the only thing that really, really, really mattered to me. And that was some eight years ago. So I found that I really needed to find my way into art practice in a much more serious way. I found others who were in a similar position. One was um, some friends I met through a, an artist's project, which is called An Artist Residency in Motherhood, and that was created by Lenka Clayton. So she had also been an artist and then had a baby, and she'd invented this framework to work in. And out of that, I met loads of people, some with children, some with babies, some without. But we uh, formed a group called the Women's Art Activation System, we hosted a seminar called It Takes a Village and we explored all the different aspects of why it's so hard for women to become artists and have children. And actually that was really amazing because in our town it's quite small and so it's quite easy to form a close-knit group if you want to, if you initiate something and there's enough interest. And in this case there was, so it was really through those connections and reaching out as there's a kind of 
rising movement of artists talking about motherhood and experiences they have creating work about it or just talking about the even if the work isn't specifically about that there's a lot more conversation about it that doesn't mean that structural changes in the systems have changed but we are creating our own systems and that's been my experience we've really helped each other by meeting together being willing to drop our expectations of what a meeting looks like i remember having meetings where we were planning an art show about motherhood and metamorphosis it was called and we were meeting and planning this show over the heads of screaming children and toddlers falling over and so on and it was hard work but we all had this passion this desire to make this happen for each other and we worked together in a really nice way to support each other to bring those different projects and ideas forward and it was a way to support each other with particularly having a first baby and what that was all about and being able to talk about that journey together hey mamas it's ray again i'll be right back with more real mamas right after this brief stroller thoughts hey mamas it's another solo thought from me today this week's episode is all about connection and community finding that community and having that the importance of that community and it's been an interesting month for me uh we recently got back from a nice long holiday in canada with my family and traveled back to germany and about a week after we got back my family all got covid and it wasn't so bad for my husband and for my son and for myself as well but there've definitely been lingering effects from covid and yeah it's been a real challenge navigating motherhood and looking after a toddler and doing what i feel like should be my share of tasks and responsibilities and what not around the house it's just been difficult and to top it all off my parents-in-law just moved uh, a week ago to the northeastern part of germany um and are about 5 or 6 hours away from us now. I haven't been able to see any of my mom friends since being back because we've gone through we went through a period of jet lag and then isolating from covid and then sort of recovering because of lingering symptoms and yeah. It just emphasizes the importance of community and help and support and I'm not sure if anyone else listening has gone through this or is going through this. But if you are, man, it's it's a tough tough journey and I know a lot of people have um had even rougher goes of it. And so I'm thinking of you and yeah, let's all get healthy soon. All right, let's get right back into it with our next featured mom. Hi, my name is Chanel Ellie. I am a licensed clinical social worker, mental health therapist, and mom of two very rambunctious uh toddlers. I have a 2-year-old and an a uh, just turned 5-year-old. <laughs> so, I feel like I found my go-to people for support in motherhood just by trial and error. So, I have plenty of people in my life who are moms who are not moms and just kind of listening to their experiences, their stories, their advice, wanted or not wanted, then I kind of found the people who I 
wanted to listen to. And I stuck with the people who kind of resonated me and my experience and didn't make me feel judged or shamed. I also reach out to people on Facebook that I see or PTA meetings for my kids' schools, just, you know, at the park. I I meet moms at the park. So, you know, I I get uh, support from a variety of people. So some of the people are like my best friend. Um, My grandmother is a very big emotional support for me. And (laughs) to be honest, podcasts too. I remember when I first became a mom, I started listening to a podcast and that really resonated with me and made me feel like I wasn't alone with that. And then the way that I help my fellow moms and how they help me is, first of all, I'm a mental health therapist, so I try to provide support for all of my mom clients as well and just let them also feel like they're not alone in their thoughts. And sometimes we have these thoughts that make us feel kind of shitty but we're human. We we have these thoughts sometimes that sometimes society may feel like is not what mothers are supposed to feel or think or whatever those things. So that's how I support moms that I see. Um, and I also, with my friends and my family um, and other fellow mothers, I try to just make them also feel like, you know, I'm not judging them or their parenting choices. We are all doing the best that we can, even when we're in our darkest moments and we feel like we're just the most horrible mother ever for doing a certain thing, usually we're doing, there's a reason why we do it, right? There's a reason why we yell at our kids sometimes. It's maybe because we feel like it's something important that we want to say to them um, or any other reason. I try to look at people from just grace and understanding of the fact that it's really really hard out here for moms and parents in general. It's hard. Like these kids sometimes can be emotional terrorists. (laughs) My name is Daniela Alina Viola. I am a mother of one 13-year-old boy. He has been homeschooled for the past six years. And uh, I'm currently a single mother, divorcee. So what um, motherhood community support look like for me? Um, It looks like an environment and a community where I don't feel like I'm alone in what I am dealing with in connection with others that are um, having similar experiences and sharing the challenges was so important. Um, My go-to people were people that I found online. I Googled um, mothers in my local area, homeschooling mothers in the area, as well as mothers of ADHD or hyperactivity children. Uh, and I found great support in that. Um, I found Facebook groups, which were very wonderful and I joined them and it was awesome to connect with people live. And we really helped each other by forming community and support connection and advice, as well as just, you know, having a beautiful ear that would listen. The biggest takeaway for me from these groups is, was just that having that community, having that support when you feel feeling overwhelmed, um, just knowing that you're not alone and that you have people that you can go to that um, are are sympathetic and empathetic and allowing you to, to share from your heart was just so very important.
One of the big ways that it was super helpful was the community where we would get together for holidays, birthdays, gatherings, especially as a homeschooling child, as well as a homeschooling child that has hyperactivity or intermittent explosive issues, uh, being in an empathetic uh, family-like. It really felt like an extended family um, when we would get together for these gatherings, which really helped us to feel like we fit in, like we had a home, like we were accepted. Um, and it, it just really changed our lives completely. My name's Helen. Um, I live in Portugal with two kids. My daughter is six. My son has just turned four. And we've been here now in Portugal for almost three years. Both of my children were born in Malaysia when we were living over there. And I think being away from family made finding my tribe, finding my community even more important, especially as I embarked on the parenting journey. Um, I was lucky enough to be part of a Gaelic football club where I had lots of men and women around me who knew me pre-kids. Um, and that was quite important to me for my own identity that... Um, even once the children were born, that I had time with people that knew me as Helen, not just as Helen the mum. But also I was lucky enough that um, many of the other ladies in the club were having kids around about the same time as me. So we definitely had a strong bond around that. But you don't want to spend all of your time talking about your children. I certainly don't. And um, it was nice that this was a group of people that we had. I had something in common with outside the parenting journey. And as we've moved again, um, still overseas, that's been something that's been really important to me as I might make friends here and meet people here in Portugal. It's not just having children that I want to have in common with these people, but other things as well, whether it's a shared interest in a sport um, or whatever it is. But for me, um, finding a group of people that I get on with outside of the fact that we're parents um, is important. The other great thing about Gaelic football was the amazing role models that I was surrounded with as I started my motherhood journey. So there were inspirational mums of all different ages with kids of all different ages who were still staying super active and just living and loving life. Um, and that was a great, great inspiration to have around me. I would have to say that during my journey of motherhood, I look at it in two different lenses because I've had two different babies 10 years apart, two different fathers. And my community has changed drastically in those two different pregnancies. At the beginning, I didn't have my parents living close to where I was, so the support of my family was pretty limited at that point. And now, having a baby 10 years later, uh, my parents actually moved closer to where we live, and having them as a support network has been huge. Obviously, with COVID, it limited a little bit because we weren't able to see them as frequently, but now that things have changed a little bit, it's been lovely. I also look at it through the community of fitness and health that has supported me throughout my motherhood journey because without the whole support system and being able to be physically active and physically fit definitely was a big part of my journey 
Um, I know when I had my first daughter, I was teaching fitness classes and that was my outlet. That was my social support. That was my mom time. That was my interactions with other moms and other people who are wanting to be fit and active and be healthier as well. It was me motivating them. So it was huge. Plus our gym had childcare. So I was able to drop my child off while I taught my classes. And that was sort of a safe place for my daughter to be without having to pay for childcare. That outlet allowed for me to be able to regulate emotions and feelings and stress, but also feel good about my physical self and just that satisfaction of also being around people was huge uh, for my journey and my motivation. Fast forward to now, 10 years later, that gym has now closed and I don't have that social support or that gym that I can go to with my child. Plus COVID has changed everything. So my motherhood journey postpartum has looked very different in both pregnancies. It's been a really interesting journey being able to go through it 10 years later but also having the most supportive partner ever that I could even imagine. And just someone who is so supportive of me and my physical self, my emotional self, my intellectual self. My transition back to work was something I can't even put into words because it was just easy because I just had a supportive partner. And then I also had a very supportive team at work and at school um, as I'm a teacher. So the team that I was teaching with was just truly amazing in all different aspects of wellness through this motherhood journey. In my first pregnancy, after going through my divorce, I was able to meet someone at my gym who was looking for a job uh, to be my nanny. And at that time, she was going to school And I'd asked her if she would work watching my child part-time. And that has turned into now a 10-year friendship. And she's my best friend. She's nurtured my child's growth for five years through going uh, through a transition with divorce and now being a big part of my new daughter's life. It's been huge. And she's been such a big role model there as well. So definitely being able to call on friends and support um, has been huge sort of wrapping it up, my journey through motherhood has looked different in both journeys postpartum, I would say. But having a supportive partner now has certainly made that transition into motherhood and beyond just so much greater and someone who is very supportive. But also having friends and family close by to support you in your social needs to be able to escape once in a while and have a break, but also someone, you know, who's able to be with you and your child and have some fun as well. I want to say thank you again to all the women who shared today. Even though our motherhood stories and situations are different and unique, we all share a common desire to connect with others. I've really enjoyed hearing each and every one of your responses, and I hope that everyone listening heard some piece of their own motherhood reality in your stories. Speaking of connecting with others, stay tuned. I'll be right back with a list of six helpful, real, and relatable motherhood accounts, podcasts, and online communities that you should start following today. 
Okay, mamas, I want to reshare some advice from my guest in episode eight, Jess Brock Pitt. She's a certified personal trainer and a licensed clinical social worker. Jess's advice for a healthy motherhood mindset is to clean up your social media, to stop following accounts that don't serve you or that make you feel like you're doing an insufficient or a downright bad job at life and motherhood, and start following people who you relate to, who represent you. This goes for podcasts and community groups as well. There's a lot of stuff floating around out there on the internet, and you are the only one who gets to decide what makes its way into your feed, your stories, and your ears. So, with that in mind, let's get into it. Some of these are recommendations from friends and listeners, and some are just my own personal favorites, and they will all be linked in the show notes. You can check them out and then take them or leave them. And better yet, you can share your own favorite motherhood communities so I can give shout-outs to them in future episodes. Okay, here we go. Number one is The Bird's Papaya. She's a Canadian influencer, a mother of three teens and a toddler, and she's risen to fame because of her incredible writing and content about all things motherhood and family life, and for her openness and vulnerability around sharing her body journey over the last two decades, both through disordered eating and the realities of birthing four children. She shares and bears it all, mind, body, and soul, and I'm totally here for it. Number two is Cat and Nat. Who doesn't love Cat and Nat? Maybe there's some of you out there, but I personally think that they're hilarious. They're best friends with seven kids between them, and they've become hugely popular by riffing openly about all things moms think but are too scared to talk about. They've written books, they've got a podcast, they drink and chat motherhood in front of sold-out crowds, and they release hilarious and refreshingly honest videos and rants about motherhood filmed out of their car. I think they're wonderful. Number three is Decoding Couples. This is a recent find for me on Instagram, but I think it's totally worth sharing. For all the mamas out there dealing with changes in their partner relationship after becoming parents, this account breaks down communication tips and tools from a pair of licensed marriage and relationship therapists. It's not just for moms, but there's loads of helpful information there. Number four is Beyond the Bump Podcast. This one's a recommendation from an Australian mom friend and a fellow expat teacher. It's hosted by two down-to-earth moms who record episodes on just about every motherhood topic under the sun, and they've got over 130 episodes of content just waiting for you to discover. So go check it out if you're looking for some new stroller podcasts. Number five is Psyched Mommy, a website and Instagram account run by Dr. Ashrina Reem. She's a licensed clinical psychologist certified in perinatal mental health. She's built her online following and community by developing and sharing resources, infographics, and really helpful and relatable reels about the honest experiences, emotions, and sometimes ugly feelings of motherhood. She touches on it all and leaves nothing out. There's truly information there for every mom. Number six is the online community of Motherly. On their website, they're described as the voice of modern motherhood with an audience of more than 30 million users that consume their content each month. And there's a good reason for the devoted following, because they've got it all. Blogs and podcasts covering a wide array of modern motherhood challenges and classes and resources for moms of every age and stage. Their social media accounts usually feature everyday moms sharing about their stories and situations, and it's kind of like a daily confirmation that you're not alone. So there you have it. This list is obviously just a jumping off point and doesn't even scratch the surface of the communities that exist out there for mothers. But when you're right in the thick of it and you don't know where to go or turn or look for support, it's nice to be pointed in a general direction, don't you think? 
So go ahead and check them out and let me know which ones, if any, resonate with you. Just go to www.raiseyourhandmotherhoodpodcast.com and click on contact in the top right corner of the page. Thanks so much for tuning in today, Mamas. I hope wherever you are, you've got your own motherhood communities or support groups. And if not, I hope this episode gave you a nudge or a few ideas as to how to get out there and find them. Remember, motherhood doesn't have to be lonely. You just have to find your people. If you want to be a part of the Raise Your Hand Motherhood community, you can join the Facebook group or follow along on Instagram. I'm always looking for new guests to talk about the shared experiences and common struggles of motherhood. So if you have a story to share or you know somebody who would be a great guest on the podcast, you can send me an email or a DM on social media. And if you'd like to learn more about any of the mothers who shared in today's episode, their businesses and social media handles are also linked in the show notes. That's all for today, mamas. Thanks for joining me for the first 10 episodes of this podcasting journey. Until next time. Hey, Mama. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Raise Your Hand Motherhood podcast. I made it for you, so I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so we can hang out together again soon.